All right, guys, big episode here as we preview week one of the Vikings. We talk Timberwolves and what their team could look like if they make the right moves. And we talk about those new sexy wild jerseys. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Really good, man. I'm good, brother. How are you? Hey, I can't complain. Uh, we had a great first episode this week, so go check that out. Um, we, I don't know, broke down a bunch of news and screen. We started our Bond rewatch and uh, talked about a lot of shows, a lot of hot wrecks this week. So good stuff. Eric's a good pond. Eric's as bullish on the old Bonds as he is on the Viking season. Ooh. Yeah. Spoiler. All right, guys. Um, before we get started today, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Northeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Northeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. They all count. I don't care where you're getting it. It's coming to you. We're getting the credit. We love it. Yep. All right, guys. We are drinking a fun beer. What are we having? We're back at Barrel Theory. Love I em. think you did Barrel well, Theory last week. Dude, Eric? we just drink the best shit. Do you guys remember early on in the pod when we wanted to go to like a different brewery mm-hmm. every week? Mm-hmm. And we ended up just drinking a lot of like not very good beer. Now we drink that beer to try it on the side and we'd bring you the best beer. I think that the big thing is, is like it's really hard um, to find stuff if you're not getting it in liquor stores. So like distribution is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the places that are sending it all over are at a huge advantage. Huge advantage, but here we are with Barrel Theory because yeah. Ryan pulled off something special. So where'd you get this? What's going on? Um, Edina Liquors. The one by me, man, they, they restock Barrel Theory like crazy. So yeah. anytime there's something new and good, like they have raindrops Dude, in nice. there. They have raindrops in there all the time. What the hell? You can just get raindrops? Yeah, that's sweet. Anytime I, I want. gotta go to St. Paul for that shit. Yeah, fuck that. Yep. Um, so this is Simply Ravishing. Kettle Sour with Pineapple and Passion Fruit. So it's like very low ABV. This is 4%. But this is one of those... Uh, pucker your jaw a little bit like get you in that the back back half of your mandible it's pretty I, I tart that. that pressure what is that i don't know it's a weird feeling but i like it it means like i got an experience going here yeah this is a good beer man i like it a lot all right guys here we go we're gonna dive right into this episode and we're gonna start with our warm-up question of the week what do we got today all right so this is a stupid one really it's kind of like i said uh pre-pod i said it's sports adjacent but i was watching the red sox and the Tampa Bay Rays today in the okay. background um, while playing with the kids. And I noticed like the vendors like that have to keep coming down the stairs to the front, you know, to try to pawn some peanuts or what do you think? So I'm going to ask the question and then I'm going to throw out a couple things and then I want you guys to react to it. What do you think if you were a, uh, a ball field vendor guy carrying stuff around, mm-hmm. what do you think would be the worst one to carry? A couple things to keep in mind. Yeah. If you're carrying beer, that's probably the most popular one. So there's going to be lots of dudes. So maybe the demand isn't high and it's heavy. Tips are good. But tips are better. You got to carry cotton candy, right? It's lighter, but you got to carry it like way over your head. Yeah. You got to know the certain sections to go to. And you got to probably just walk a lot more to sell anything. Walk a lot more. Like the hot dog thing, you got the big metal Mm. deal with the shoulder straps. Mm. Um, You're selling peanuts. Like maybe that's not as popular and you're probably not getting tips on I mean, it's like two bucks. Oh, I got a great answer for this. The hardest thing to carry is definitely... Well, not the hardest. What's what? If you were a vendor, what would be the thing where they were like, okay, 
Eric, you're on hot dogs. Jimbo, you're on cotton candy. This is, I mean, Eric, I, I'm going to look to his answer too because he literally did shit like this I've for done, a very long time. I have done this and okay. run this before, so I have. So some again, it's not it's not the National hardest. Sports Center. It's not the hardest, but like, what do you think would be the one that nobody wants? Like the worst one. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing to carry would be your pride. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but let's say you're over that and um, you've been doing this 20 years. Uh, yeah. If I had to pick what I didn't want to carry, it's definitely beverages because they're fucking heavy and you can't carry that many and it's hard to keep them cold on a hot day mm-hmm. and you you sell out of them really fast and you might make tips on it but you have to constantly go back and reload it it sucks that's the worst one the best one for sure is cotton candy the weight mm. is super low for whatever fucking reason it's like the shittiest thing but it's really um inexpensive or it's expensive but it's it's it shouldn't be, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Um, and kids love it. And so kids are the ones who have to, you know, you have to control them and make sure that they behave at a game. So fine, I'll get you some fucking cotton candy. I think that's the easy pick. Yeah, but you may sell a lot of cotton candy, but I'm guessing you're not getting a lot of tips on that. Well, I mean, they're still, they're like six bucks, aren't they? Isn't it funny how the universe is like balanced like Thanos, right? Because yeah. it's like cotton candy tastes great, fun to eat. Well, where's the drawback? Oh, it's sticky and messy as fuck. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a balance to these things. There's nothing that can just be perfectly good. And it's it's not a good mouthfeel. Yeah, it is. No, it melts it's, in there. It melts, but you're left with like Little... the feeling of like wool for a few seconds <laughs> or like hair. It's like and, and as gross. someone with well, ongoing how, dental issues. How <laughs> It's actually been a minute since you brought that up, so I'm going to let this one fly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thank you, uh, my dentist. I shouldn't be uh, enjoying that shit. You're right. That gets deep in every crevasse. So that's my pick. What about you, Jim? Um, I mean, it seems to make a lot of sense. I feel like the hot dog thing has like a lot of sharp angles on it, and I just feel like it's heavy, and it looks like it hurts their thighs like when they're carrying it. Like Every step up and down, it's, it's bumping. It's bumping. You're getting a Charlie so, horse. I wouldn't want to be the hot dog guy. Although, I agree on the hot dog. Especially because it's like... The hot dog has to be the go-to. I mean, for me, it's like, dude, I'm hungry, and I just know this is going to be a banger. Like, hot dogs at ballparks is just a thing, dude. So That guy's been walking around for an hour with that, with that last steamed hot dog, and that last bun that's a little kind of over-steamed. Think about how steamed his... What's behind the hot dogs must be. Not comfortable. Yeah, what do you want on it? Like, yelling across the the, the aisle. There's that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, I think both of those are the right picks. I think it's, it's beer and... I would if I was the beer. I would do the maybe the beer before even like the sodas mm, because the beers are a lot more money. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of tips. People are like, "We'll get four of them. Keep the change." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't want to have to send it back. Yeah. You the know. sending the money up and down the rows is a real sketch. In here's the thing. <laughs> Think anybody slide of hands a dollar every once in a while? Just go to the concession. That's what I would. Do. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the concession stand. You don't need. Hey, we need some Cracker Jacks. So that's <laughs> Eric. That's my, that's what that I would sounds do. Sounds pretty normal. Like you make it sound like such an asshole move. <laughs> if to I was flag the person. Down. Yeah, he's there. It's to what do, they're for? It's, he's there to do that. Uh, just go get him. But what I would do, Eric, is I would find the lines that were like super long for the concession stand. Be like, dude, I got Bud Light, Miller Light, McGolden. Yeah, Coors. just cruise those lines. You want to wait in line for fifteen minutes, or you want to take my beer? Beer tub is the right way to go. The I beer think so. tub person who only sells beer out of a tub, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't wait in the line. Just come here. That's, yeah. the, that's the spot. It's $1 more. Whatever. Yeah, and you don't cares. have to lug it up and down a bunch of fucking stairs. Yeah, that's the move right there. All right. Um, I feel warm. Sorry. Oh, thank that, you. That, that went a little bit longer than I anticipated. I'm warmer but... than a hot dog out of a fucking vendor <laughs> cart. Well, those things are probably great. pretty room temp. I think the <laughs> thing is, is like, is like stadiums have like some good food and a lot of bad food. And for whatever reason, the only convenient food in your seat is all the bad food. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, hey, do you want all the stuff we had in the 60s? I'm yeah. Like, nah, man, I really want to get uh, Revival, Nashville. I heard, cool. opened up of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me there. the good stuff, not the stuff that's been served since like 1905. Well, that's why we're a little spoiled. And I know we've talked about this over and over. Yeah. But Target Field. We like to do that. From a baseball stadium food standpoint is elite. The options yeah. are fantastic. Are endless. Whatever you want. You want a burger? You want a corn dog? Do you want a, like a red cow like yeah, double exactly. smash? Mm, get that's it, baby. Good. That's they good. get everything. All right, guys. Time to move on. And we must start with the most in-season team, the Minnesota Wild. Mm. I'm just kidding. They're not in season at all. But they still haven't signed Capri's off, but they did finally drop their jerseys for the Winter Classic. And I love them. So I love sexy. them. I like them so much that I want them to add tan as their third color. It looks good, doesn't it? It looked awesome. It was so different. I've never seen a team wear that color since like football teams from like the 40s. And it's, I, but I it's love not it. the same color. Okay, so the first thing that came to mind when I saw the tan, especially as the tans are the the pants, right? The hockey pants. Um, the breezers. The, the breezers. They look a little bit like the pants that the Packers wear when they do the Acme pack, whatever yeah. the fuck that is. But like this is like the Carhartt signature color tan. And I think it looks fire. I think it looks so good. It actually complements the red, white, and... Oh no, what is it? Red, green, and, and cream. And cream. Dude, I was like, I was like, I want to buy one of these. And I'm like, no, wait, it's a big oversized, like silly sweater thing so i won't but i wish they'd make some kind of cool merch using that scheme maybe i am i am not a fan of the tan gloves i think they look silly i know it's i know it's going for like old school i like the breezers also jimbo you know he did the hockey pants thing because he's more into the movies and he's quoting batman yeah Yeah, so hockey pants don't even exist then they're just breezers and he called them no they have pants i think he actually (laughs) said pads oh but i think we've all just said pants this whole time i'm not wearing hockey pants (laughs) So, pants, pads. I'm, what did you hear? I'm not wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to the interpreter. I love them. I like the Minneapolis St. Paul on them. I think that they make the. I don't know. It's the first time that the Wild have had a jersey since the green one with the cursive that I actually thought was acceptable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they the sweater good. is elite. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I'm psyched for them. Uh, in other news, the Wild haven't done anything. They still haven't signed Kaprizov, and their excuse is that sometimes contracts take a while. Sure. Big big contracts like this take a while. But like, I thought he only wanted two years. Uh, like, yeah. How hard is that? How big is that? Give him the number. Um, I think well, we're like, we we'll want see. eight. And he's like, I want two. And they're like, we want seven. And he's like, I want two. And then he's like, I would take three or four. And we're like, we want five. You know, it's just like, yeah. they got to meet in the damn middle. It's just not that hard. What do you guys think? Quick. Is it going to be one, two, three, four, five, or six, or seven? Go. Two. two. I think it'll be four. Two. I think it'll be... I think we I'll want go eight. three, then, between you guys, wants, like I always do, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I think he wants eight, and we want... Or we want eight, and he wants two, and I think we'll meet at four, and it'll be like four for 36. That would be so awesome. Or four for 32. I'm we win say. a title in that. Four. Let's go. It's exciting to me. All right, guys. The, the big news is definitely um, the Paul brothers. Is it? It always they is. always are. They've literally just taken over sports. Um, last week, the one Paul brother, Logan, defeated um, Tyron Woodley, the former UFC champion. Mm-hmm. I do think it's mm-hmm. funny that they're just taking out UFC fighters like one at a time, like kind of old, no, older, like, like, like former champions, like like a good guy who recently fought for a title. Like he's a good fighter. Yeah, and he's but they're he's, not UFC fighting; they're boxing. Absolutely. Um, 
and uh, give us the quote from his brother, Jake Paul. No, that was Logan Paul that oh, said uh, it. Okay, Logan. Logan Paul said it about himself. Don't get it twisted. Oh, I thought this you said it Jake Paul. He goes, he's like, I will. I am on track to become the biggest and most sought after prize fighter in the world. Uh, you know, your grandparents had Muhammad Ali and they had Mike Tyson. Uh, your dad had, uh, who, who's, who's Pacquiao. Pacquiao and, and whatever. Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather. Roy and, Jones Jr. And now your kids have me and I will be... But he says that without ever fighting a boxer. He's never box. He's never fought a boxer. Okay, let's play a game. He should probably Jim. fight a boxer before he says that, right? Let's play a game. Jim, uh, label as many professional boxers as you can. I just named actually all of them. Oh, uh, no, current ones. Current guys who currently fight. Um, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know so you what you're mean? saying is that like yeah like, nobody knows the sport is okay, dead the sport um, is dead it's, and it's I, dead and the Paul's i think if you give me a minute i probably could come up with a couple what was it now who who's supposed to fight this weekend uh de la hoya and manny pacquiao or something like that and de la hoya got covid two dudes like <laughs> yeah like bro- broaching I mean, their 50s uh, yeah like, and that's like the big ticket so yeah, yeah i guess there's not the sport know, is dead and the the paul brothers have stolen it for themselves why we got an issue with that? Well, and he he also didn't care. say don't I'm going to either. be the best boxer in history. He I just love it. Sa- he just says I'm going to be the most sought after huh? boxer Prize from fighter. from a pay per view standpoint, which makes sense. Like he's not like but I'm going to break. But he's still comparing himself to Muhammad Ali and to these great actual boxers. Well, and like not financially, just because financially, from I think. a financial standpoint, well, then he's actually right. Yeah, and I should take it back and not make fun of him because he's he's already made as much money as they did on their huge events, sure. hasn't he? Yeah, for sure. Probably and like, like fighting not even real boxers. I mean, Muhammad Ali had to go to, like, the Philippines to be able to box. Yeah. Like, uh, title fights. The people were the all thrill in so Manila. busy. Those like, are the days. The people were all like, we love our sports, but we'd rather have him go to Vietnam. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, yeah. So, there we go. We'll, we'll stop talking about that. But right, we'll please. move on to actual big topic, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. They've had a really tough training camp, um, but they finally start their season next weekend. They travel to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and his reconstructed knee and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the, the Vikings are two and a half point favorites on the road, which means they think we're five and a half points better. Okay. Is that right? Five and a half points. I mean, if you go by that conventional, like three points at home. Three points at home is for like three points at home is kind of what they go with unless it's a really big home field advantage. Sometimes yeah. they'll go higher. Sometimes for, for the Vikes, they give us a little extra. Yeah. Honor. So I think that they think we're, you know. They're, they're saying, do the Vikings beat them by a field goal or a touchdown? It's pretty much what Vegas is asking people. Yeah, right. And I think that the Vikings win this by a touchdown. Um, I, I'm going to guess that they win this game something like 31 to 23, I think. Is Justin Jefferson playing? I believe so. Is Thielen playing? Uh, yes. Is Dalvin Cook COVID. playing? Yep. Okay, so this is all assuming nobody gets COVID. Yeah. Right. So I think if our... F- it's only three days. What, when is it? Oh, it's no, it's a week. It's a week. Well, a it week. depends on if you're vaccinated. Yeah. No, no. He's just saying when is the game? Yeah, oh, 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 yeah. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can um, wait. I think we put one on him. Um, yeah, very I've, well. I've good. heard the reports out of Bengals training camp that Burrow does not look good. Not he's ready. Not catching up. He's he's way behind. Yeah. Um, doesn't trust his leg yet. Uh, yeah. I, I think it could be. Um, and the. And then you got the Zimmer against his old squad factor. Like, really wants to like turn the screws. I think. Um, Twenty-seven twenty. There's my. I'm gonna say like uh, forty to twenty. Ooh, I love that forty. That'd be so fun. I think we. Gosh. I think we absolutely. We, I mean, there's no reason that our offense isn't what it was last year and more. I think. So. I think we stack one on them this oh, week. Oh, that'd be so. That'd be fun. This is a trap game in the classic sense of like. 
we win, we go, yeah, yeah, we should have won that game. Sounds good. We lose, we're devastated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a shitty first game to have, but we're all so excited to have this season start. So, so Irv Smith, we talked about good. last week, was going to be out for the year, which sucks. Um, we replaced him really quickly by trading a fourth-round pick um, for a sixth-round pick and Chris Herndon, who was like in the mix to be the starting uh, tight end for the Jets. And they picked somebody else. What do you mean? Well, so who's the starting tight end for the Jets? Because we got that guy. I, I don't know. Okay. Some other guy on their team. Uh, but uh. we got this guy, Chris Herndon. We exchanged a fourth for a sixth. Um, so we moved back two rounds in the draft and get him. I actually thought this was a really good move. A lot of people wanted Zach Ertz. Um, this guy is younger. He's in his mid-20s. He's only played for a few years. Um, probably in a similar profile of player to what um, Irv is. It's a total shame that Irv is missing the season because he is definitely one of the guys we were looking to break out this year. Um, but I thought this was a really smart trade. Didn't have to give up much. Didn't have to pay a guy a lot of money to get a guy who could hopefully give you a 70% of Irv's production. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Probably Great. isn't going to play a ton week one, but I'm sure he'll get integrated pretty quickly. Well, the problem is, is they don't really ha- like they don't really have tight ends. Um, they were down to two tight ends, and one of them was Conklin, who's been injured the whole preseason. Did Kyle Rudolph sign somewhere? Yeah, he's with the the Panthers. I think that we like regret. The Giants. He's with the kind Giants. of forcing him into no. Tra- like he I was just so overpaid, we had to, he had to go. He had to go. Okay. Um, I think that this move was a smart move to go get Herndon. Um, Conklin, hopefully in the short term, can also be what he was late last season. And uh, the Vikings' offense shouldn't miss a beat if, as long as the O line can hold together a little bit. Um, I think the Vikings win in kind of a high-scoring game. It's kind of a mess. I said 31-23. Um, you guys want to make predictions on the whole season, though, for the Should Vikings? Should we do that now? Yeah, let's not go game by game. But yeah, no, no, no. I, I just say, your yeah. overall record. What do you think they're going to be? 10-7. and seven. I just have this weird feeling that the hand of the universe is going to frown upon us for having so many unvaccinated players Mm. that I feel like we're staring like nine and eight in the face. Okay. And we don't win the division. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, You're going to be, I don't think the bears are going to compete. Maybe they're frisky, you know, for a couple games when fields comes in, but then once there's tape on him and he didn't, hasn't looked that good in the preseason lions are a disaster. Um, But the Packers are, but you have a motivated Aaron Rodgers That's going to want like a four year deal wherever he's going next. Um, and, you know, maybe wants to just... I don't, I don't think he wants to tank the season. I think he knows, like, he can drive up his value significantly um, and pull a Tom Brady and go to some team that's, like, on the cusp of competing. Um, I don't I don't really foresee this being a super successful season, which also might mean we're going to be really good <laughs> because I tend to be idiotic about the Vikings predictions. So, okay, I think 9-8. and eight. I have this feeling that we have the stink on us. I don't know why, um, but so I... So you agree with me I that. don't feel good yeah. about this season. And if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have been like, oh, the Vikings are good. And for whatever reason, just every little thing has gone wrong. The only team who's been more cursed, it feels like, is the, the Colts, which, like, every guy's got COVID and injured and every problem that could have happened has happened. I think the Vikings are, like, uh, eight... Eight and nine. Wow, you're going one worse than me. Eight, wow. and, eight and nine. I and thought I was being pessimistic with nine eight, and eight. I'm, I love being the most optimistic I, on the pod. I have and been the least educated, so that'll be perfect. I, I feel like in the past 10 years, I've thought the Vikings were going to be good nine of the years, and I've been right half the time. I, for the first time, think I'm picking the Vikings to be a disappointment this year, and I think a disappointing year means the end of Rick Spielman, the end of of Mike Zimmer, the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota for all three of them. Yeah, a failed era that will have been, if that's the case. Yeah, one playoff win. um, No, two playoff wins under Zimmer, I think, is all. It's just not enough for... 
right. level of coach he was and the level of talent we had, I think that would be disappointing. So a lot of pressure on the on the team this year. Um, could see some really big changes if it if it doesn't go well. Other than the Saints, what was the? Oh yeah, the the Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, yeah Minneapolis yeah, yeah, miracle yeah. against the Saints as well. Yeah. So I think it's three playoff wins then. Who else do we beat? Uh, whoever we beat before the Saints, before the Minneapolis Miracle, because that was to go we to the NFC. Oh, we, we had a bye. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I think we've Never just mind. Yeah, two just times. Beat the Saints twice. Yeah, kind of sad. Fuck the Saints. Well, fuck the Saints. So that was cool. That but is cool. That is really disappointing. We deserve more Minnesota. Well, we had the Blair Wall shank at home in the in the ice bowl. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the 22-yard oh, field goal. The that Seahawks. so bad. Yikes. That was one of the worst losses ever. So. I know. I think... Uh, it killed me. Not the killed worst, me. but like the one of the most devastating. Because we had the game locked. It was over. Teddy had done everything. We had played really tough against a good team that we were supposed to lose against. And then Blair Walsh, our really solid kicker, just absolutely pounds it into the crowd. <laughs> the worst thing is is that is that uh um I know I've brought this up before, but um Bud Grant, the old coach. He came out with the short came sleeves. Came out in the fucking short sleeves in the second coldest game in the history of the NFL. And the place was going crazy. This dude was like risking his life and we blew it. We blew it. He's for him. better. It was the Captain Munnerlin, um, too aggressive on the uh, fumbled snap from Wilson, where he, if he'd have just yep. broke down and stayed in front of him, He's, he could have tapped. pushed it over to him. But he tried to, he tried to like be a, like make a hero, tried blow him off tackle, him. yeah, mm-hmm. and ended up missing. He tried to crush him, missed him, and then yeah, Wilson scrambled, scrambled and hit through, the pass. Yeah, yeah, for like a, it was like it was to like fair, third and twenty two. That's what Russell Wilson does is scramble that's on true. everybody. He, he's done for it sure. to everybody. For sure. Yeah. I actually like Captain Munderland. I don't know where he's playing right now, but he seems like a nice guy. I met him one time. You did? Yeah, I shook his hand. It was like at a it was like a fundraiser for premature babies, which he was a premature kid. It's a whole deal. What would but you, he seems like a nice guy. Would you say that you did a better job when you met Captain Munderland or when you <laughs> met Jonah Hill? Captain Munderland looked him in the eye, shook his hand. You don't do those in a bathroom, which is when I met Jonah Hill. <laughs> you just mutter to each other and that's about it. What so, did yeah. you say to Jonah Hill again? Um, he said, Hey man, how you doing? I said, uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Like I would to literally <laughs> any other person in the street. So, and then you well, peed on his foot. It wasn't and, great. Yeah. It wasn't great. How, but, how uh, wide was your stance? I, <laughs> it was a power stance. Of course. <laughs> well, let's just say this. You definitely weren't peeing at the same time as well, Jonah Hill. No, like, no, 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 no. You, you wouldn't you, have been able to. No, it was all, it was like actually reversing stream. It was crazy. It's like the polarity <laughs> was switching. <laughs> great time your bladder was being directed by chris nolan right <laughs> going in the opposite direction exactly all right guys time to move on to a game that did actually happen already that was the season opener of the minnesota golden gopher football team and they played against uh current at the time the fourth ranked team they're only going to move up after uh a so-so performance from uh oklahoma i would assume that they'll move up um and, and the clemson loss oh yeah and the clemson loss hang three points yeah. In an entire game. Um, so you had that those those happen. Um, Ohio State though, we were actually winning the game in the third quarter, uh, dominating on the ground. Um, Ibrahim, our big superstar running back, who you know a lot of people thought was a was a dark horse favorite to win the Doak Walker for the best running back in college football. Um, you know, obviously our best player. He's tearing it up, two touchdowns, 150-ish yards, and then he goes down with the dreaded non-contact injury. It's the worst thing. You know it's bad. If a guy goes down with a leg injury and no one touched him, it's there's never been a good thing that came out of that. Well, they showed the replay the, in slow-mo, and it pop. was hard to watch. You, you knew right away. Pop. Yeah. You Ryan, you pop. text you know, one, of, one of our group chats and said, this doesn't look good, guys. It was probably no, I said he's year. done for the year. He's done for the year, yeah. and that was that's what came out more recently. 
So the worst thing about it is, is that the team also crumbled without their best player. Ohio State um, takes advantage of the game. Everyone was like, oh, such bad defense by the Gophers. And I was like, you know, they do that to a lot of teams. You know, like the Buckeyes, it's just, you yeah, mean? It's yeah. just it's just like when when they have every guy in their team is a better athlete at every position, <laughs> sometimes they run past you. Like, it's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. When they just have, like, a future first-round draft pick receiver and running back uh, and maybe quarterback on their team, they're just going to beat you sometimes. Well, like, how many uh, touchdown passes of, like, over 30 yards do you think Trevor Lawrence had in his career? A lot. Probably a lot. A lot. Like, how many, how many to... two-yard touchdown passes did he have? Probably maybe, like, five. Because, like you, you're saying, their athletes were so much better, they're just bombing shit down the field mm-hmm. over guys. And you, if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, which the Gophers were able to do a little bit early and then once they started uh rolling their qb out a little bit more and doing more play action we weren't able to get home and all, all of their touchdowns were like huge plays mm-hmm. uh, like the fourth and one run for the touchdown they had the the one right before halftime they came out in the third quarter and did an, a, another like 76 yard bomb they just have like track stars who can also catch the fucking football mm-hmm. so like there's nothing you can do mm. i found myself um I thought I honestly believed that we were going to lose the game by like thirty. Agreed. Um, I found myself proud of the effort that our team put forward on a big national game against one of the best teams in the country, one of the favorites to win the national title. And I thought, even though it, the score didn't show the true result of the game um, in the end, it looked uh, fourteen points looked more uglier than the game actually was. If anyone yeah. from Ohio State tells you they weren't nervous at the end of the third quarter, uh-huh. they're lying. They were yeah. nervous. Yeah. yeah, which was great, and we were excited and. And, like, it's kind of telling and kind of sad that, like, at that point, I was already happy with the game. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah. this was a win for me. I don't, I like, I figured we were going to lose the whole time. That's what we, like, should, we should call Minnesota the land of moral victories. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> this was, I mean, it, it was a moral victory before the game ended for me. I was Agreed. like, this is so great. We're, t- we're ahead in the third. How, how, how unexpected. Well, what else could we ask for yeah. at that point? You know what I mean? Like, we have no receiving core really to speak of and ibrahim is just carrying the load and he was dominating like eric said it's almost like if you run a guy 38 times or whatever it was in three quarters like they might get injured like we were just we were all in on that game and we yeah kind of ran him into the dirt which they're going to regret in the end so i think it's just a freak injury i don't know if it had anything to do with him because he's still going to be on the field like pass blocking or running routes i mean you know so he's still on the field it's just i think it's just Bad luck, bad timing, freak injury, unfortunately. First game of the year. Hopefully he can medical redshirt, and he could be like a 24-year-old senior. I'll tell you what, though. Next season. How interesting for us to play just an absolute in-conference juggernaut first game of the year. I think we should do that every year. Oh, because I like it. it's like you might catch them off guard. You might get a surprise win. I mean, we were close. Well, they're you know, starting a freshman quarterback. Yeah, guy, he's like, eighteen they years got old. Shit to yeah. figure out. Everybody has shit to figure out. Maybe you figured it out for this game, and they haven't. I think it's a great idea. Like, why warm up with all these patsies? I agree. I think I, it's great. I think PJ Fleck wants the program to go in that direction. Whereas it used to be like, listen, I need four cupcakes. Yeah. In order to get to six wins. To get to a bowl game. Yeah. Right? And now I think P.J. Fleck Everybody gets a bowl game anyways. Go hard. Who cares? I think P.J. Fleck has said, like, let's just play the best of the best. Like, if they don't don't want to play us, then we know we're doing something right. That kind of mentality. Yeah. And now we're going to follow that up by playing... Miami, Ohio, um, Colorado, <laughs> and Bowling Green. Roll in the Patsies. Let's go. I want them now. So here's my thing, guys. Um, 
this doesn't matter. We weren't going to win this game. It would have been an uh, amazing win, but in reality, it comes down to um, two games, Iowa and Wisconsin. Okay. And P.J. Fleck, I think he's done a really nice job. But in his time with the Gophers, we are 1-7 and seven against Iowa and Wisconsin. It's not and that's it. good. I mean, that's your and the, direct and the one, rivals in competition. The, yeah. the one game against Wisconsin was to go to play the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. And we got our asses whooped. We got destroyed. At home. So hmm. that's what this whole that's... season comes down to. Can we close the gap between our two big rivals and us, Iowa and Wisconsin? And Iowa looked pretty good this weekend. They did. And I know Indiana might be a little overrated, but they were still like the number 18 team in the country. So yeah. there's a reason for that. Anyway. Well, that's depressing. Way to end it on like a little. Oh, sorry. Like, dude. Oh, sorry for being real. I, I'm not saying that we won't beat them. I'm just saying like. That's my truth. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> we've we've got to. Like on the last pod, Eric lived his truth. What was my truth again? I think it was that you like. I hate old movies. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. you And you're that's like. My truth. No, that's it just is. my truth, dude. It is. They're terrible. All right, guys. Finally, we have to just touch on the Timberwolves. The season is right around the corner. We're hearing a lot of rumblings. We know Ben Simmons has to get traded. We've talked about it 600 times. Every week, I'm like, I just want Ben Simmons to get traded to us or to someone else so we can just anywhere move on. report just it to, yeah. and move on. Um, yeah. How do you think, like, uh, D'Angelo feels? Like, well, if Simmons comes here, I'm going, probably. I don't, so. I don't think he's going no matter what. Really? I think the only they way Simmons is coming way. here is it's going to be like a trade where it's like the Wolves give up four first round picks for the next three, four fucking years. No, it'll be like seven years. It'll be like because you can't trade every year. You can only trade every other year's pick. So okay. it'd be like. But you also can't trade into the future like more than six or something like that. Isn't it? Yeah. So seven is the max you can go. So you could go. Okay. You could go one year one year three year five year seven and then pick swaps in two four and six. So you'd mm. be pretty much giving up all of your draft capital for seven years in the first round. <laughs> I hate that. And then you'd be giving up maybe Beasley, um, and you'd probably give up one of your young guys, like McDaniel or McDaniels or Balmero or someone like that. And then you would keep your three big stars, and you'd bring in Simmons. And then all of those picks would go to a team like Portland or a team like... um, Washington or someone who had a star that maybe could be had. Right. And you've heard Toronto in the mix. And you'd give you'd give those picks plus um picks probably coming from Philly as well. Yeah. To that team with young players. And then, and then they give up their superstar. They like get their they superstar mean. goes to Philly and we get Simmons. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. I think it could still happen. So the weird thing is is that like training camp starts in like three weeks. He'll move in the And Simmons time. did you hear? He's holding out. He's just not gonna show. Yeah. He's not gonna show. Which is like, I don't know. It's just going to get weird. It's going to get ugly over there in Philly, which it's always weird and ugly in Philly. But It's it's not a mendable situation on the court um, with the fans, yeah. with the team, with the comments that Embiid made, with the comments that the coach made, with the, you know, right. with the comments that Simmons made. This is just an untenable situation. He he must leave. So it does which, uh, which cap is, his value. I was going to say, it's driving the price down at least. Good. A Drive it bit. down. Yeah. And the fact that they just haven't got a suitable offer yet that they think yet is just helping say like well no one in the nba really wants well they to were asking up. for like 16 such, first round picks it, it, dude for for i mean for the timberwolves i say fuck it do it mortgage the future who cares we suck we've always care. sucked just, just do, do it. it it's fun and exciting for most teams that have had success in the past and have some chance of success in the future i wouldn't do it no fucking way if he sucks you're fucked if he's if he's bad, then your team isn't winning, and you can't get rid of him. And now you have no hope for the future for seven years or whatever it might be. Right? It's not like for, the NFL the, draft. Like the Wolves are the only team that should be even in the conversation because who cares? We suck. 
we've always sought. Just do something fun. Yeah, do something different. Do something different. Like, and Go like shoot said, for the moons. Yeah, who cares? And this isn't the NFL draft. Like, there's not seven rounds. There's two rounds. I mean, for right? me, it's so like, who cares? there's like a, you know, nine out of 10 chance it doesn't work and a one out of 10 chance that we like can flirt with straight the conference gold. finals. Yeah. And we're like, that's worth it for me. Who cares? Go. Agreed. Yeah. Totally worth it. If it was like, you can mortgage the future and make it like, go to game seven of the Eastern, or sorry, the Western Conference semis, like, and you're on the cusp of like making the Western Conference finals. Absolutely. Hell yeah. That'd Give be me so that exciting. All day. I'd go to two of those playoff games and it would be so fun. Agreed. I, I, I want that. Um, okay. Can knows? I tell you why I want to do this? Yeah, of course. Because if you did this, you would have locked up. Now you'd have to pay the luxury tax. You just have, your owners would have to be rich enough to pay a bunch of money to afford to have all these players on their team. Maybe we should get some new owners. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, but coming. but you would have locked up for three years. D'Angelo Russell is locked up for three more years. Locked up for four more years. Towns, Edwards, and Simmons. So whether they wanted to be here or not. For three years, those four guys are all stuck here. And for four years, the three best of those guys are. Yeah. So, I think that'd be good. I th- so your I think team is set for four years, pretty much, of like, can we get vets and young players to step in? Like Patrick Beverly's to, to and come fill, sign. Yeah. And fill in around these four good players, which is our core. And I think that team goes to the playoffs every year. I think that they are fringe contenders. They're the kind of team that if like Edwards takes a step, they stay healthy. Simmons' new role is really effective. They're like, they're in that same conversation as Phoenix and Utah and um denver and like those kind of up-and-coming teams in the west that mm-hmm. are like kind of contenders well it's all it other than la it's always like you build a young nucleus mm-hmm. and you try and add cohesive uh veterans that fit the mold of your vision that mm-hmm. want to be there right right and i think beverly's already in we already he's already those, in yeah. maybe you can pad it with you know some other guy that's you know wandering the streets right now without a job um and it could work. However, you, you trade away McDaniels and Beasley and Rubio's gone. And now there's no, not that these guys would have played, but like Jerk Culver and all that. And now you're left with like a very thin bench. Yeah. And that second unit might have a little bit of rough going from time to time. But um, anyway, I agree with Eric. I think it sort of bucks conventional wisdom. Um, but the Wolves have... Have tried have, to go have, with conventional wisdom and we forever. And we stink at it. We're, <laughs> We're terrible at it. So let's just do something different. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think this is the move. Go in, throw any picks, any young players, any person that's not Edwards and Towns to me, and I guess Russell to them, is available. I don't care. Take a bunch of assets. We will overpay. Those four guys will get good players to come. Suddenly, Al Horford is like, well, I'll come. You know, sure. Up suddenly, one of the what are those brothers? The Brown right? brothers, the Paul brothers. <laughs> the, <laughs> Yo, we're no. back. <laughs> I will be the next Michael Jordan. The ball. I will be. No, the no. Next. The brothers. The the the, well, the two guys. The Lopez's. They, they play in L.A. Robin Lopez. No, the two L.A. guys. Uh, the Marcus Marquise Gasol. And, yeah, the Morris oh, brothers. Okay. Oh yeah, you, you get a Morris brother just suddenly joins your team. Yeah, you know, yeah one yeah. year, and then oh, now you get the guy. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm if you can't name the names, then don't do the Tucker. exercise. Oh, one of the yeah, yeah, one of the Tucker brothers. <laughs> <laughs> PJ and TJ, you get them both, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like somebody, we know who you're talking about. These journeymen <laughs> that actually add value to the team. Yes. That work for very little money and they're ring chasing. And it it's is great. ring chasing. And they it, add value. They you, know their role. You become one of those teams. And once you do, then you're pretty set. And then your stars are usually pretty happy. You're kind of always in contention. You have pieces if you need to move someone. I, go do it. I think Jeff Teague's available. He'd I come. bet he is. Let him come. Be the tenth man. So yeah, that's that's our take on that. I really hope they get it done soon here. I know that they're trying, and at every least, even if they don't get it done, I, I applaud them for going so hard and trying to make this happen. Wait, just Jeff Jeff Teague has a ring now. Yeah, Jeff Teague. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, all right, last thing on this, guys. We love Edwards. It's it came out this week that Anthony Edwards has grown another inch. He's now grown two inches since he was drafted um, less than a year and a half ago. So he was 6'4". He's up to 6'6", like 240. He is like an absolute unit at this point i'm so excited i love those like you know off season workout videos where where they happen to (laughs) they happen to catch him make like five half court shots in a row you know Um, by the way simmons never looked better than in his off season training videos where he makes seven three pointers in a row i just like when people are like dudes you see simmons can shoot threes now it's like like, i went going to the timberwolves game remember when the whole narrative when rubio was one of our star players right was like rubio can't shoot and it's like you go to the pregame and you're like rubio makes every three yeah because he can no shoot the guarding, shit out of the ball because no one's guarding him and he has his time so when these guys are making the spots yeah. when these guys are by themselves or playing at la fitness and they're just well, they shoot 80 percent. they just absolutely least, yeah. light yeah. up the world and then people are like look at they learned how to shoot it's like it's a lot different when a 6'9 guy with a 42 inch vertical is sprinting out at you and jumping when kevin durant's arm isn't in your fucking face it's yeah. really hard to hit that shot it's not so hard to hit a shot on a guy who you know is delivering kegs for a living well it's like the um brian scalabrini Those guys are tough dude <laughs> have you guys seen the brian scalabrini videos you can box out um no red lightning when he play when he plays guys one-on-one yeah, like when, eats when, them alive. When, yeah, when they think they're and he's like he was like the eleventh man on the Celtics for you know, and he loves twelve just years. to go flex on people at well, the no, y- but he, YMCA. He's like or? he's like I don't even have to try. Like these people think they're good. He's like I'm an NBA player. Yeah, like there's a significant difference. People oh. will call him out because they think he sucks. Oh, and he's like yeah. I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. Or exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, so and he, he just is. he just crushes these yeah. dudes without even breaking a sweat. And like the people that are yelling about like. Ricky can't shoot. Oh, do you see Ben Simmons can shoot threes? Don't understand what the game is all about at all. It's tough, man. There's a reason that, like, defense matters. You can fuck people up when they're shooting. It works. Yeah. So I am really excited to see what the Wolves look like no matter what happens. So we're just, let's just. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the season. I'm going to go to a bunch of games. Come with me. Anyone listening or you guys here with me in this room, let's go. We already know the Wolves aren't getting Simmons. Probably not. Should we do that? Reverse, reverse jinx it here. We're, we're not getting Simmons. We're not getting we're Simmons. Definitely we're definitely not, not getting, getting Simmons. Simmons. Not gonna I'm not even reverse jinxing this. Oh, did, our franchise are. does not. Eric and I are. Does not err on the side of like throwing caution to the wind. It's not going to happen. I am the person who comes on here as Rain Cloud Eric, but in reality, I'm overly hopeful Eric all the time. Right. And I'm like, oh, God, we're going to get him. And the reason you're Rain Cloud is because you are so hopeful. (laughs) You couldn't be Rain Cloud if you hadn't expected the world. And then you're disappointed when normal shit happens, and that's why you're Rain Cloud. Like, I, I vividly remember finding out that we signed Parisian Suter. 
and running around. I was so excited. I put on a wild jersey. It was 4th of July. And I had a wild jersey on because I was so excited. It didn't turn out that well. But but those are the things that you live for in sports. When those moments happen, when some new big players come into your team, that's the fun stuff. I mean, our pods were electric when Jimmy Butler signed. Uh, and know, that season was electric. I'd still contend that if he hadn't gotten injured, we would have been in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, very easily. So fun. Very easily. But instead, we won one playoff game. Well, we had to <laughs> we had to play Houston. I think if our record had been, yeah. you know, yeah. even like four games better, we wouldn't Houston have ended up playing there. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Go back, check out our last episode. We tore it up talking about Bond, uh, talking about what we do in the shadows, all kinds of shows and recommendations on Hot Rex and Not Rex. Hell yeah. That's Ooh. a great name. That's I a great know. name. All right. Uh, until next week, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here at the Nordies Podcast. 